0: Amen, amen. All right, fam. Let's get ready to do this. I'm not going to uh have not gonna have as um as many scriptures as I had on on Tuesday. There we go. I thought you had left, man. It's like he done snuck out on me. But we're going to be in Deuteronomy eight. Deuteronomy eight. We're going to spend most of our time there. Got a few other uh, scriptures. Deuteronomy chapter eight. Hallelujah. I believe everybody's been uh, served communion elements. Uh, if, if you haven't, uh, Elder Paula will take care of that for you. Her or uh, Elder Sylvia, either one of them, they'll take care of that for you. But I w- just hold on to that to the end because we'll, we'll need it to, uh, to wrap the message up. So Deuteronomy 8, Deuteronomy 8. I'll be coming out of the New Living Translation uh, as well as the Passion Translation. So those those will be the two used today. Deuteronomy 8. Father, we thank you for your grace. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, God, for this time that we're about to embark on a journey, the bread of life. Thank you, Father, the grass withers, the flower fades. But what you say, I can always lean on. What you said, I can always lean on always depend upon knowing that it's strong knowing that it's sturdy knowing that it stood the test of time back when there was no time you were saying something and when time is long gone you'll still be saying something because the word of the Lord stands forever and so as we're about to embark on this journey in the Bible God in your word challenge us, feed us, strengthen us Instruct us, comfort us, calm us, feed us till we want no more. And may every person walk away strengthened from this time, stronger than when we were when we started the year. Been in the di- been in the year a couple days now, a few days. May there be a strength that rises, and in the way as only you can, Holy Spirit. And you're such a master, teacher, and communicator as only you can show all of us something different from the same thing being read. I cannot do that, but you can. And so I stand before you ready to be used of you, Holy Spirit. And may every person walk away strengthened, including the one holding the microphone. In Jesus' name, somebody shout amen. 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 Let's, uh, let's do this. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Tristan, if you can go ahead and pop those on the, on the screen for me. Yes, sir. Deuteronomy chapter 8 will be uh, one, 1 through 18. So we're, we're going to read all these and just walk, just walk systematically through them. So be careful to obey all the commands that I'm giving you today. Then you will live and multiply and you will enter and occupy the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey his commands. Yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry, And then feeding you with manna of food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. For all these 40 years, your clothes didn't wear out and your feet didn't blister or swell. Think about it. Verse 5. Just as a parent disciplines a child, the Lord your God disciplines you for your own good. So obey the commands of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land of flowing streams and pools of water with fountains and springs that gush out in the valleys and the hills. It is a land of wheat and barley, of grapevines, fig trees, and pomegranates, of olive oil and honey. It's a land where food is plentiful and nothing is lacking. It is a land where iron is as common as stone, copper is abundant in the hills. Verse 10, when you have eaten your field, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. But that is the time to be careful. Verse 11, beware that in your plenty. You do not forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands, regulations, and decrees that I'm giving you today. For when you have become full and prosperous, I love that. When, when you have become full and prosperous, we'll get there later. And have built fine homes to live in, your flocks and herds have become large, your silver and gold multiplied along with everything else. Be careful. Do not become proud at that time and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Verse 15. Do not forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its poisonous snakes and scorpions where it was so hot and dry. He gave you water from a rock. He fed you with manna in the wilderness, a food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble you and test you for your own good. He did all this so that you would never say in your heart. verse 17, I have achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. Verse 18, remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath, with an oath. Thank you, Father, for the reading of your word. So back to verse 1, be careful to obey all the commands I am giving you today. Then you will live and multiply, and you will enter and occupy the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. Be careful to obey all the commands I am giving you today. Then you will live and multiply. It's amazing how we get that backwards sometimes. We want to live and multiply and then obey. Your silence says it all. <laughs> I want to I wanna live first. Give me multiplication, increase, abundance. Then I will think about doing what it is that you said. I see this no more clearly than in my own two children. God bless their heart. Love them with everything within me. But there's, uh, there's something within the nature of being a child because we are children of God. They are my children. There's something within the nature of childlikeness, childish thinking, childish understanding, that reward comes first. Sweet comes first. Good and pleasant comes first. Then I will move into doing what it is. That, that you have asked. But we, spent, we spend so much time training our children, training anyone that's younger around us. Those, everyone who, who's had children and raised children, we know and we understand that there's a whole lot of emphasis in those beginning years of understanding that you do first, you obey first, and from that, there is a multiplication that comes. You obey first. I got I to see if, if you are, have this capacity, have the willingness, have the ability to carry out what it is that I asked you to first. And, I, and if I'm asking you to carry something out, I'm not just asking you to carry it out just for the sake of you carrying out. There actually is something attached to it. But actually, I got to find out if, if you trust what I'm saying. Do you trust me enough as dad that I actually do have a reward but you got to take care of this first? Do I trust God enough as dad to know that he told me to take care of this first? Told me to do this first. Told me to drop this first. Told me to call this person first. Told me to rectify this first. And then out of that then I live and multiply. I'll be the first to admit. I ain't always trying to do that. There's still stuff hanging right now that I ain't taken care of. They told me, you need to look at that. And because of that, there is a level of living and multiplication that I've yet to walk into. Could it be the same? for us. There's a level of living and multiplication that that I'm not going to uh, decree and declare my way into, but I'm going to obey my way into. I'm not I'm not going to scream and shout my way into. I'm not going to uh, uh, two-step it into. Oh, that's fun. And, 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 and all of that we, we do here because that's, that's who we are and how we worship. But at the end of that, there's a level of obedience that God calls us to walk into. That attached to it has a level of living and multiplication that apart from the obedience, I never taste. I never taste unless I'm obeying. So be careful to obey all the commands that I'm giving to you today. Then you will live and multiply and enter in, enter and occupy the land that the Lord swore to give to your ancestors. Verse 2. Let's just, let's just walk through this. I love walking through the Bible like this. Let's just, let's just see, see what it's saying to us. Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness. I need us to keep that word remember because that, that word is, is, is loaded. We're going to get into that in a little bit. But remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness of these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey his commands so he he led them through the wilderness because now he's talking he's talking to uh, a group of people uh, i'm i'm not i'm not so sure so i say this but don't hold me to it but i do believe that this particular group of people this generation that he is talking to they have not tasted walking through the wilderness am i right on that pastor anthony I believe I'm right on that. He's talking to the generation that never knew what it was to be delivered from slavery. Although they are Israelites, that was their forefathers that walked through all of that. So now Moses is, Moses is coming and talking with this particular group saying, listen, you have got to remember what was done, not necessarily for you as a person, but for your lineage. God did this for the people that you come from. So he he brought you out of the he brought you out of that wilderness for forty years, humbling you, testing you to prove your character, to find out whether or not you will obey his commands. What I want to pull out of this is times of seeming inactivity are the greatest times of testing and proving. Because they they are walking in the midst of a desert and sands for 40 years. So they're seeing the same scenery over and over and over again for 40 straight years. 40 consecutive years of the same thing. Now, 40 consecutive years of the same thing seemingly can play a trick on me and make me feel like I am making no progress whatsoever. Have you ever been in a place Talk to me, somebody. Amen. Well, there's this constant moving. And constant, there's, there's energy being exerted. There's energy being exerted. One foot is being placed in front of another. But when I get done with all of the energy exertion, I feel like I'm treading water and I have moved absolutely nowhere. I've moved nowhere, I've gone nowhere, I've been going around the same mountain, going around the same thing for the 40 years. But the Lord obviously was with them because it was him that led them through that wilderness for the 40 years. So while they're being led through something that was seemingly no progress, no movement, not going anywhere, God was right there in the midst leading them through it and he did it for a reason. It was a proving and a testing of something internal within them, character character can I, can I keep in a place where outside wise circumstantially it looks like nothing's moving nothing's progressing nothing's growing nothing's changing there's no sense of achievement or moving to next levelness attached to this but there's something internally that's that's happening because in, in, the great, in the times of seeming inactivity, that is the greatest time of testing, of pr- improving, of character. Tenacity. Very good word. Tenacity. That character be improving at. Why? Because God is so much more interested on me growing internally than he is externally. God has so much more invested in me growing big inside than he does outside. I'm way more interested on the outside than I am the inside. But because I am on the time calendar of time calendar of God and he's not on mine. I have to go and walk through the necessary testing and proving. Why? Because it is a it's a testing and proving. Go to verse go to verse 3, please Tristan. As as I'm I'm tested and I'm proved, obviously He's testing and proving me for something that He holds valuable. I gotta test and prove you on what it is that I'm about to give you. If I'm gonna give something over to you, I got to qualify to make sure that you're actually fit for what it is that I want to give you. And if I'm gonna test you on what I am going to give you, then I'm going to make the test. You don't tell me how you're going to be tested for what I want to give you. You don't lay the parameters down to me telling me this, ask me this question, this question, this question, this question. And then I'll pass and that lets you know I'm ready. That doesn't let me know that you're ready. So and it's, it's the same thing with the Lord, that I, I cannot let God know that I'm ready by Him giving me a test I know I can pass. By me laying out before him the different situations and the different uh, scenarios that I would like to be within the test. Can't do that. He's going to put me in that place to where I feel like ain't nothing moving, ain't nothing happening, ain't nothing growing, ain't nothing progressing. I see the same people all the time, deal the same things all the time, and the sameness keeps going. But in the midst of that, there's an exam that I'm walking through, and there's a testing and proving of that, that as I'm growing in that, there's this character development that's growing within me and the character development growing within me is showing and proving something to God is ready to be poured from him into my life it's ready to be poured in that yes he humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna so he so he led them through the wilderness in the wilderness they were hungry he did that because he was trying to humble them by letting them go hungry Fed them with manna, food previously unknown to you by your ancestors. He did it to teach you that you do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. So we live by. We live. What does that mean? We're guided by. We're guided by it. I'm guided by every word that progresses from from him because I can depend on the fact that that will never change. The external bread that feeds my belly will change. And then, and then he, he made it something that they did not know what it was, Pastor Anthony. If I don't know what it is, then I cannot put my full dependency on it. I cannot put my full dependency in that which I do not know. But what I want you to know is the word that comes from my mouth. What I want you to grow familiar with, what I want you to gain a sense of relationship with, is that which I have spoken and said to you. Because the manner, the what is it, is going to go and is going to shift all the time. I don't know what it is. I don't know when it's coming. I don't know when it's going to be. I don't know when it's not going to be. I don't know when it's going to be there. I don't know when it's not going to be there. It's manner. What is it? But I, I let you go through the time of hunger and seeming like nothing was progressing and nothing was moving. So that you would get to a posture of humility to recognize. Because in the posture of humility, it's amazing what you open yourself up to. hmm it's, it's amazing when, when, I, when I hit that point of, of uh, I never thought that would happen to me. Mm-hmm. When 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 life when life hits me at the bottom and, and I find myself in situations that, that I used to be like I used to look at people funny who walked through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we get into when. now. You used to to look at people as if there was something uh, wrong with them. There was something wrong with their prayer life. Uh, They didn't have enough prayer life or they they didn't have enough of this going on. If they had uh, more church attendance, if they did all these calisthenics and all these different things, that probably wouldn't have. You should look at folk like that until that problem and situation came knocking at, at my door. And I had all that stuff in line that I said they didn't. And the situation still found itself to me. Humility. Humility. He humbled them. Humbled them with the what is it. And in humbling them with the what is it, he said, I did that because I'm showing you that you don't live off of that. You live off of what I told you. And in living off of what I told you. Circumstances will not always match what I told you. Amen. But just because it doesn't match doesn't mean I can't live off of it. I got I to gotta be able to sink my teeth, Gary, into it deep enough to where there is a nutrition that is able to keep coming from what he said to me. I got to lock in enough to be able to extract the juices from it. We all, we all know what that is. That, that don't work better than with a good piece of chicken. Good piece of chicken. You sink your teeth into that. I, I, my, my wife is more of a boneless chicken person, but I'm, I'm either way. And, and if I'm eating it off the bones, I'm eating wings off the bones, I'm one of them people where it, I got to clean it. I almost don't even want to sit at the same table with somebody that don't know what they're doing with a chicken wing. You leave, you leave all that meat on there, and I'm, I'm like, I'm so upset. I'm like, you do you do not know what you're doing. Why you got to be able to extract the fullness of it, extract the full experience, and the same same thing with the word of the Lord. You got to be able to extract the fullness of what it is that God has said to you. Don't don't let any nectar of what God has said to you be left by wayward and left to the side when it's something that God has said. I want you to get the fullness off of this, so that you can learn that you don't live by what you can't depend on, but you live by every word that comes from what I say which begs the question what he say to you what he say to you what he say say? because it it ain't that he said nothing it ain't that he's not talking it's not that there's no words coming from him but I got to pick up on the frequency. I got to be able to pick up on what's being said, grab a hold to it, sink my teeth into it deep enough so that I'm able to pull out what I need to pull out. Because man does not live by bread alone. Okay, It's not that bread's not important. It's just I cannot have that as the only thing in the diet. It can't be the only thing. Every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Next verse, Tristan, next verse. We tracking? For all these forty years your clothes didn't wear out, your feet didn't didn't swell or blister. So um, let's jump jump down to uh jump down to verse eleven. Verse eleven. We we're not going I'm not gonna go through uh, every single verse or whatnot. I um, I'm hesitant in saying this because Pastor Nick's made fun of me with with this. But I um, this 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 message probably ain't gonna last as long as as all the others. Don't nobody laugh in here because I'm being serious about that. Because I, I really just had a few things specific that I couldn't get out Tuesday because of the time constraint that uh, that I wanna get out uh, today. All right, verse 11, but, but, that, but that is the time to be careful. Okay, so this is, uh, go back to verse 10, Tristan. Let me, let me put, some, put some context in that. All right, so when you have eaten your field, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land, for the good land he has given you. Don't, don't move it yet, Tristan. When you have eaten your field, Be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. The land land wasn't theirs when they ate from it, the land was theirs when he said it. Okay? It's, it's, It's not being said when you get to the land, eat of the land, thank God for the land. When, when you outside the land. When the land is there. But the word which we just learned that we're supposed to be able to live by. When the word comes forth that I got a land for you. When the word comes forth that I got fullness for you. When the word comes forth that I've got a promise. And I've got something that's greater beyond what you might see yourself in today. I, I got something there for you. I got something there that's on reserve and on hope for. When you get the word. When you get that word, make sure you praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Make sure you praise the Lord. Make sure I praise God. Make sure I lift my hands. Make sure I say thank you. When I got the word, because, because if I got the word... And we, and we've and we've done enough understanding we got enough, and we've done enough research we've done enough talking and conversing back and forth as far as harmonic presentations and everything for the whole duration of this ministry we understand the power of the word when I got the word I got enough to be able to know that if he said something to me if he said something to me that's just as strong as me being in the land. So whether I'm in the land or not, as long as I got something within me that matches something that he said to me, he told me there's a land. He told me I'm going somewhere. He told me that there's greatness. He told me that there's more. He told me that there's a fullness that I'm supposed to experience. So I'm not going to wait till I get to this land. I'm going to go ahead and do what i got to do right now, knowing that if I'm not in the land, I'm on my way to the I'm on my way to the land I'm on my way I I don't have to wait till I get the fruit in my hand and eat of it to give him praise I don't have to do that I can do what Bishop J's calls putting the praise on credit I can go ahead and let it send its way go ahead and let the praise move before I get there so that I can go ahead and let him know I am grateful for what it is that you said because if you said something to me I know it is the truth Cause that's all that he can speak. So if I got a word, if I got the word. I've got the ingredients of what makes the land. What made the land is the fact that he said something about the land. In the beginning, God said, Come on here. Whoo. God said, Let there be. God said let the earth bring forth so the very fabric of the land elder paul is not just dirt it's word the very fabric of the land is locked in what god has said so when god is sending me or he or has promised me rather promised me a land if in the locked in the promise is a word Locked in the fabric of the land that he's promised is a word. So whether I'm standing on the word that's locked in the word of the land. Or I'm on my way to the promise. Either way I got the raw ingredient. Because I got what he said. I got what he said. And that's what I lock my teeth into. And I make sure that I extract the fullness out of that. So when you have eaten your field. Be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. Next verse, Tristan, please. Verse 11. But that is the time to be careful. Be careful. Beware that, listen, in your plenty, in my plenty, in my I'm no longer struggling. In my, there's no longer issue. That time, be careful that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord your God. Now, if I'm not forgetting, then I am remembering, right? Amen. I'm not forgetting; I'm remembering. Let's let's keep that in mind. So beware that in your plenty. So it, it actually be read: Beware that in your plenty that you remember the Lord your God, and don't. Disobey his commands, regulations, decrees that I'm giving you today. Uh, next verse, Tristan, please. For when you have become full and prosperous, and built fine homes to live in, go back to verse eleven. There's one more thing that I need to pull from that. Beware that in your plenty you do not forget. Beware that in your plenty you remember. The Lord your God. There's a place in uh, Mark chapter 4. I didn't put it up there, but I just want to make reference to it. It's uh, the parable of the sower. I'm sure sure all of us have read it in here. Four types of ground and and, and everything like that. Um, There's a place in there where he said that the seed is sown and thorns come up. Remember that? He said thorns come up and choke the word. When he gave uh, the, the revelation behind what it was that he was saying. He said that, that when, when the, when the uh, seed or when the word is sown into a heart and thorny ground. Or sown in a thorny ground. What it meant was he said the thorns represent the cares of this world. And, and the, 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 the ambition to go after riches. But watch this too. This is something in particular he said. The deceitfulness of riches. The deceitfulness of riches. The the deceitfulness of, I'll be glad when this is finally gone. There's a deceitfulness there. So much so that if I let it stay alive, it'll choke out what I'm supposed to be feeding from. If I let that stay alive... He told me in Mark 4, the deceitfulness of riches can enter in and like a thorn choke out what was said to me. Choke out what was said to me. That happens when my heart has not been placed in a posture to be completely cleansed from the ambitious attitude of chasing after things. Of the chasing after things. There's a deceitful side of riches. Nobody really talks about that. Nobody really talks about that that deceptive side of it. Because the deception is that when I have material, every other problem dissipates. That's the deceit. That that what what, whatever it is that might be happening in my life, no matter what it is, as soon as I get the material, all of that just waxes away. But that's not true because, because he's, saying, he's saying to the children of Israel, look, I'm bringing you into a time, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm bringing you into a time where you're gonna have plenty, you're gonna have overflow, you're gonna have an abundance. You're going to have more than what you know to do with. I'm, I personally, God, I am escorting you into that because you represent me and I have no sense of lack. I have no sense of down. I have no, I don't know what it's like to be in the red. I don't know what it's like to be behind. I don't live like that. For my name's sake, yes, sir. My name's on the line when it comes to you. Anytime a a king has a citizen under his rulership, he has to make sure that that citizen's life is up to par and has a quality and standard of life that the king has. That's what it is to rule as a king. That's kingship 101 because because it messes with his reputation and messes with his namesake. So he's got to make sure that if you call me your king then that means your life has got to match the life that I live. Your life has got to match what it is that I say that how how the sphere of my kingdom and of my rulership is ruled now that's sidebar that's that's not where i was trying to go y'all y'all push y'all push y'all pushing me that way though y'all pushing me that way but but beware that in your beware that in your plenty check this out you don't forget the lord that's another deceit another deceit of of having riches having material having those needs met is that they in themselves are actually selfish and narcissistic. And they want to replace God. See that? That's, that's the beware. Beware that in your plenty. Not in your lack. Not in your lack. In your plenty. In your it's taken care of. In your they're not calling you no more because it's finally been paid off. In there, beware that in that I don't let the seat of my heart get filled with deception. Get filled with deception as if all in all has been taken care of. All is good. I gotta be careful of that deceitfulness of riches. Okay, go ahead, verse twelve. Now, I'm 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 good there. Just had just had to make sure that we that we laid that out for when you have become full when you when you have gosh when you have become full and prosperous when you have become full and prosperous I don't care how bad it looks right now how impossible it looks right now how far away it might seem right now when you have become full and prosperous there is a fullness and there is a prosperity that the Lord is bringing us into. That because He has spoken, it is therefore the taken, and it is ours to possess. So when you have done that, this is training on how to live the full life. I brought that up Tuesday that the children of Israel were going through training on how to live and how to be full, because being full is not being empty. Simple statement, but very, very difficult for people to understand when they cross over from being empty into full. Your appetite's got to shift. Your language has got to change. Your demeanor and disposition about yourself has to change. You cannot mope around and walk in a lack of self-confidence and a lack of who you are. If you are going to be full, if you're going to be full, that means you're going to have the fullness of God. It's going to fill up every space and every capacity. So it's not going to leave anything empty And I got to make sure that I am detoxed and I have the necessary things being built in me so that I can handle the life of being full. When you are full and prosperous. When you're there. Simple sentence. But moving me from living empty, thinking empty, acting empty, to being full and prosperous. Can take that 40-year track. Can, can, can take putting me in seeming nothing moving. From empty to full. Empty to full. Can take, a, can take that, that track. Can take that journey. Take that detoxing. But I got to go through it. Because remember, what, what God is giving. He's giving his version of fullness, not mine. I don't get to decide what fool is. He does. Now, I know it's good. I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to be concerned with, with him playing a word a word trick on me, you know, or, or, or doing, doing something apart from, from what it is that I want, that I desire. But... What is going to happen is I have to submit myself to the full training, full exercise of what it is to be full of how, of how God says it. So when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in. Go ahead. Give me the next one, sir. You know, you built fine homes to live in. Your flocks and your herds have become very large. And your silver and gold are multiplied along with everything else. I love how I put that. Along with everything else. Everything else. you you bowling. you good. You got it. If, if I need it, I'm coming to you because you got it. Everything else. Be careful. Be careful. See, we don't don't think about having to walk carefully as if something is no longer going to be trying to come around roaring like a lion seeking whom he may devour. As as if that's going to stop. Be careful. Be careful. Verse uh, verse, uh, Verse 14, excuse me. Do not become proud at that time. And forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Mm. uh, Verse 15. Let's see. Do not forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with his poisonous snakes and scorpions. Remember where, where it was so hot and dry. He gave you water from the rock. Now, let's see. G- give, me, uh, give me, verse two, please, Tristan. Let's let's hit, let's hit this, uh, let's hit this revelation and remember, remember, remember how oh, the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for these forty years, humbling you and testing you. Now, uh, I told I told you Tuesday too. I was going to tie this into uh, the message on the twenty second. Uh, what what do you see? If we remember back, back with that, in Mark chapter 6, I think it was uh, verse 51, verse 52. We'll, we'll look at it in a little bit. We, um, we saw that there were scraps. Y'all remember that? In the boat. There were scraps that were in the boat that after they walked through the miracle... With Jesus multiplying the, the, uh, the fish and the loaves, he told them, collect everything, leave nothing behind, put it in baskets, take it with you. They get on the boat. They're moving to the other side. Jesus goes up to pray in the mountain. They get into a storm. He comes down, walks on the water, scares them. He calms them down and everything. He gets on the boat. The wind ceases. And then that last verse says that the disciples were uh, astonished and amazed. In fact, Tristan, uh, give me that. I think I put it in there at at the bottom. Mark chapter 6, 51, 51 and 52. Let me let me have that right quick. Yes, sir. Then he came closer and climbed into the boat with them. Immediately the stormy wind became still. They were completely and utterly overwhelmed with astonishment. Next verse. Because they failed to learn the lesson of the miracle of the loaves and their hearts were unwilling to learn the lesson. I'll go back to verse two of Deuteronomy eight, because we got. Yes, sir. Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness these 40 years now locked in the scraps. We learned a couple weeks ago that there's a story. Everybody everybody has scraps. Everybody's got something to along their journey that we are supposed to be able to take and have as a relic, if you will. And it is supposed to tell us something because he gave them the scraps to go with them, not to eat. But for them to be able to look at and be reminded. Look at and be reminded that whatever, whatever it is that I just went through, what I find myself in now is not going to take me out because I'm, I'm looking at this to remind me. Of his faithfulness. Now, check this out. Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness in these 40 years. Remember. Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness. So, lead, leading through the wilderness. Go to, uh, go to verse 4. So, we've got leading through uh, the wilderness. So, we'll just write wilderness. Hope I spelled that right. Verse 4, for all these 40 years, your clothes didn't wear out, your feet didn't blister. All right. Took care of your feet. Feet didn't blister as well. Give me uh, verse 14. I know I got you working back there. I'll give you a piece of candy or something. (laughs) Do not become proud at that time and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. All right. Verse 15, just keep them going all the way to 18. Verse 15, do not forget that he led you through the great and terrified wilderness with poisonous snakes and scorpions. It was hot and dry, gave you water from a rock, all right? Next one, fed you with manna in the wilderness, food unknown to your ancestors. Did this to humble you and test you your own good, so fed them. Next one. Did all this so you would never say to yourself, I have achieved this well from my own strength and energy. Now, here's, here's what I'm getting at with this. Remember. So they were supposed to remember. The disciples were supposed to remember with the scraps that they had. Remember. Re means again. Again. Remember. What is this? Member is uh, parts, pieces. So parts and pieces again. What, what, ha- what happens when we remember beyond just going through the mental exercise of picturing something that I walked through before? I am supposed to, in remembering, take the pieces, take the parts of what it is that had been gone through and allow it to once again construct a framework, construct an image, construct to the point to where I I am, I step back into the faithfulness that has been shown to me in that previous time. Because I, I am once again allowing the pieces and the parts and the different things that had happened in that time. I take all those I take all those pieces and I allow them once again to be formulated into a picture that shows me of the faithfulness and the greatness of my God. That's why he spends so much time attaching this to plenty because in plenty the deceit will be I will forget all this. Because all of this when I tasted it was a problem. Now I don't have problems. My God. My God. And in the day of me not having problems, I can look at someone else with a problem and act like I done forgot like I didn't have a day when I had a problem. My God. My God. So remember. Remember. The Lord your God remember that he led you through the wilderness remember that he kept your feet in good shape remember that he rescued you out of that you thought you'd never come out of remember he gave you that water when you were thirsty remember that he filled in the gap everywhere that you had a gap and now that you're in your plenty don't get caught up in the danger make sure that you beware and that you take everything that God walked you through and you build something to show that I am aware of his, of his faithfulness. I ain't forgot. I didn't forget. Money didn't change me. I did forget. I'm well aware. Yes, God gave me all this, and I'm grateful, and I give him the praise every time that I look at it. But I have not forgotten in that day when I was so thirsty, and I did not know if I was going to be able to get something to drink. I did not. I am not forgetting that day when I was so scared and full of fear, but he came in and he rescued me. I will not forget. This faithfulness. Because I'm going to take these pieces. I'm gonna take these scraps and I'm gonna pull them together. Because when I, pull, when I pull them together, it's gonna keep me in that space to be able to take those members and put them back in. Give me give me a give me first Corinthians eleven, Tristan. I'm wrapping up. First Corinthians eleven. Because this speaks speaks of uh um, Communion, which we're about to do. So the pieces and scraps of their journey in the wilderness. This is children of Israel. The pieces and the scraps of their journey in the wilderness was to give them enough to build the framework of God being faithful and nothing being impossible for him. That's why we take the pieces of our journey and we remember them. We remember them. We remember them again. We join them together again. To build a framework of his faithfulness. 1 Corinthians 11:23. 23. Thank you. I have handed down to you what came to me by direct revelation from the Lord Himself. <coughs> Excuse me. The same night in which He was handed over, this, this is communion. Same night which He was handed over, He took bread. Next verse. And gave thanks. Then He distributed to the disciples and said, Take it and eat your fill. It is my body, which is given to you. Do this to remember me. Next one. Okay, yeah, 25. He did the same with the cup of wine after supper and said, This cup seals the new covenant with my blood. Drink it. And whenever you drink this, do it to remember me. Bread, wine, which he said is his body and blood. When I take the two elements and I partake of them, I remember. Yes, I remember in the sense of, <clears throat> in the sense of remembering his sacrifice on the cross, remembering when all the terrible atrocities that he went through, for sin to be laid upon him, for God to judge him, as if he was all of us, so that we are able to partake of the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus in the great exchange. Yes, I remember that. Also, what is happening, though, I want to show, is that I am taking his body and his blood, and when I partake of them, there is a rebuilding. There is a reframing. There is a bringing back and a remembering because I take the members that he gave me, his body and his blood, and I put, them back together and the power of that moment. That's why I tell y'all all all the time when we partake of communion, it's not just juice and crackers and it's not just some religious notion that we do. We are literally remembering. We are remembering. We're taking the members of the body and the blood and we are restructuring and reframing them again and the power of that moment on the cross is made alive to us once again and whatever might have been impossible before that moment when we partake of the body and of the blood of the Lord nothing becomes impossible and every miracle that we need can break forth and be made manifest because we take the members and we remember them we remember them we put them back together again so in in the time of plenty be careful be careful that you don't forget, but that you remember, that you remember. I'm wrapping up, Ryan. You can, you can stay with me. That I remember the Lord my God. How he did all the various things that he may have done. How he saw me through time and time again. That I, don't let, that I don't let those times, let those, let those situations escape me but I take them and I put them in my basket as scrapped as they might be when I get all of them together and I remember I'm able to have a power at hand that without remembering I wouldn't be exposed to and I have to make sure that as I'm headed into the days of plenty that this is something that I'm able to exercise and able to do Remember, beware that in your plenty, we don't forget. Beware that in the day that prayers are being answered as soon as they're thrown up, that I don't forget. Beware that when I have eaten, and I'm as full as full can be, That I still maintain my ability and the art and the skill and the craft of being able to remember, being able to reconstruct, being able to recognize that I know how I got here because I think think it's verse 17 of Deuteronomy 8 that he said, I did all this and led you through and gave you all these scraps, if you will so that you would never say, I got here by the strength of my own hand and my power has given me this wealth verse 18, very next verse, remember the Lord your God for it is he that gives power to get wealth not me he gave the power he gives that power he gives that ability stand with me please if you will let's take our uh, communion elements and get ready to remember the Lord was to be betrayed, took the bread, gave thanks, He broke it, told us that this was his body given on our behalf, and every time we do this, we're going to take our faith, and we're going to contend for breakthrough within our bodies. We believe in a miracle-working God who is not defined by the laws of nature, who is not defined by human law and human logic, can confound doctors, can confound medical reports, is not subject to those kinds of things, but can interject his miraculous power and turn a situation completely 180 around to his glory and to our health and to our betterment wounded for our transgressions bruised for our iniquities chastisement of our peace being upon him by his stripes we have been healed the stripes that were taken on his body which he said the bread is his body and as we take and eat let us remember what has been given to us by his body is taken eat manner he took the cup that was filled with wine I said that this is my blood blood of a new covenant and as you take and drink remember remember that has been done on your behalf let's take and drink Quickly, those of us that have issues of the body, please come, come forward, come forward. Anything, whatever it might be. Thank you, Jesus. Sasha, can you grab the oil that hangs out back back in that area? Thank you, Lord. Yeah, Pastor Anthony, if you you can get some of that. defending and believing to the day I'm dead we believe in supernatural turnaround that does not have to be explained we believe in now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask think or hope for or imagine according to something that he put within us we believe that we serve a God that touches bodies today. That heals bodies today. That resurrects the dead today. And I just felt in this moment that we needed to contend and believe. And so I'm, I'm going to move from one end to the other and lay my hands, lay my hands upon you. But uh, Pastor Anthony, Pastor Ashley, you guys can move how, how the Lord leads you. But I will ask that everyone is touched by all of us. So everyone should get three touches. Everyone is touched by all of us. Uh, Everyone else that may be within the congregation, I just ask that you maintain a posture of worship, that you increase your faith as well, that you attach your faith with us. And we are believing for manifestation that that when when we stand here, I am declaring this, when we stand New Year's Eve of 2020, none of these issues will be facing us none of these issues come on I need need your faith there with me I need need your faith there with me I need your faith there with me not a single one of these issues will be standing with us We believe you for it, Lord. Let's go. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you right now, God. And we thank you, Lord. And we remember. We remember. We take the body. We take the blood. We take the bread. We take the wine. And we reconstruct it. And we thank you, Father, that there's a dunamis power that is available to us. That does not need explanation. It does not need explanation of man. But it needs childlike faith to be attached to it. And we say in the name of Jesus Christ, we command healing to break forth right now. In Jesus' name. We command right now, God, for divine construction to come over our bodies. I declare right now, God, that as you designed the body to function in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, you designed a temple of dominion because you gave a mandate of dominion. And so I call bodies into alignment right now in Jesus' name. And I call upon the miraculous power of God to break forth right now in Jesus' name. I'm calling for miracle power, God, to break forth into the lives of our brothers and sisters, Lord, in Jesus' name. And I command healing to come forth right now in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father, by your stripes, by your wounds. By your stripes and by your wounds, God we have been healed. We lift up the banner of the name of our God. Power in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth be healed. The name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth be healed. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I speak to every cell, speak to every molecule, Speak to every tendon, speak to every muscle, speak to every neuron, speak to every skin cell, speak to every square inch of the body. We're calling into divine alignment in the name of Jesus. We call into divine alignment in the name of Jesus. We pray with full expectation and full belief, knowing, God, that you hear everything that we say. And we thank you right now, God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, God. We trust in you. We lean upon you. We know no other help and no other thing that we have other than you, God. But we know that when we have you, we we have all that we need, God. And so right now, we just thank you. We thank you for the fullness of healing we thank you for full manifestation and full breakthrough of healing in our bodies in Jesus name we call forth divine alignment in Jesus name we call forth divine breakthrough in our bodies in Jesus name we call forth the unexplainable being being broken through in our bodies in Jesus name that which can only be attributed to you in Jesus name let your miracle power break through god let your miracle power come to us let your miracle power be released now god divine alignment god divine alignment divine alignment Divine alignment. Divine alignment in the name of Jesus. Divine alignment in the name of Jesus. Divine alignment in the name of Jesus. That's our banner, the name of Jesus. That's our banner. The name of the Lord is the strong tower. We call you our healer. We, we we wrap ourselves in the sheets in the name of the name of Jesus. We thank you for the protective coat and we. Thank you, God, for the security. We thank you, God, for the strength. We thank you, God, for the grace that is locked in your name. And right now, God, against every sickness, every foul thing that can be named and can't be named, we name the name of Jesus, and we say that every other name has to bow its knee, that at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow and every tongue would confess. There is nothing that we are dealing with within our bodies that is stronger than the great name and the name of Jesus. And we pray right now, God, and invoke the power of the name of Jesus in the midst of this situation in the midst of these sicknesses in the midst of these different things happening within our bodies and we call them a lie in Jesus name and we invoke the truth of the power of the name of Jesus in this time and we command healing to break forth within our lives We magnify the name of the Lord, God of miracles, signs and wonders, God of miracles, signs and wonders, God of breakthrough, signs and wonders, God of breakthrough, signs and wonders. The God who is breaking us through, the God who is bringing us through. standing out in eternity and speaking into time interjecting your will into our lives in miraculous like fashion we thank you for it God we command forth the healing Lord and we don't stop believing but we say thank you God we say thank you we say thank you you." We say thank you, Lord. We say thank you, God. Oh, we thank you for divine alignment, God. We thank you for divine alignment, Lord. We thank you for the divine alignment. We thank you for hearing us, God. We thank you for bringing forth the healing. We thank you for bringing forth the breakthrough. We know what you said man should not live by bread alone but by everything that comes from you God we know what you said we know what you said we know what you promised we know what you said is ours and what we can have and so God we take our faith and we invoke the power of our faith God thanking you full full manifestation in this year that when we stand here December 31st God December 31st 2020 With long life you satisfy us God We partake of the children's bread And we thank you, Lord, at that which you have promised shall be made manifest we forget not the lord and all his benefits cleansed us forgave us of our iniquities and healed us of all our diseases healed us of all our diseases you walked about in the streets of jerusalem healing all who were sick and sick and afflicted of the devil And so we arise in the mantle of discipleship that you called us to. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, cast out devils, preach the gospel of the kingdom. And we invoke our faith in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we declare healing in our bodies. We declare sickness is no longer our portion. But we partake of the bread. We partake of the bread of healing. And we thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. We give you praise in advance, Father. We say thank you Jesus in advance. And we believe for full breakthrough. On behalf of our family that's standing before us, we contend for full breakthrough, full manifestation. Not partial. Full all the way through from beginning to end, finish, completed. Manifestation. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 I believe there are a few more people uh, to, to be prayed for. Uh, the, the, the service is officially dismissed, but I'm not telling you to leave the altar. You do what it is that you need to do for the length of time that you need to do it. But the, the service is dismissed. So God bless you, and we'll we'll see you next Sunday.